Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Live from Town Hall on First Hill in downtown Seattle, Cairo Radio and Seattle Radio Theater present a live performance of the holiday radio play, A Very Cairo Goodbye Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, this is John Maynard, and we welcome you to Felix's original broadcast of an original holiday drama starring your favorite voices from Cairo Radio and around the Northwest. Here we go. Tonight's special presentation of a very Cairo Christmas. Goodbye Christmas stars John Curley, Dave Ross, Bill Wixey, Ursula Royteen, Aaron Mason, Colleen O'Brien, Chris Sullivan, Candy Harper, Aaron Granillo, Tim Hake, Heather Bosch, Nicole Jennings, and Miley Cady. And our story tonight begins where so many of those corny old Christmas stories begin. It begins on board a train. Well, come on. It gives our sound effects guy an excuse to uh, be what it feels like to uh, be a whistleblower. But enough of political nonsense, because it's all aboard for Christmas. On that train bound for Seattle, Brian Mossberg is headed home with all the other holiday travelers. And Brian Mossberg has been dozing in his uncomfortable coach seat as the Amtrak hurts and jerks, as Amtrak always does, along wintry scenes of cluttered backyards and empty meadows. But up and down the crowded aisles of the coach cars, spirits are running high for most everyone. Everyone, that is, except for Brian Mossberg. Why does this always have to happen at Christmas time? I think I need a drink. Maybe head down to the lounge car. Do they still have lounge cars on Amtrak? What can I get you, sir? Uh, I need a drink. How about a rhododendron blossom Hefeweizen? Or a nice Pinot from the old dirigible hangar vineyards. Um... Or maybe what you need is a little holiday spirit. No, I, uh, I'm not too big on holiday spirit. Not, not this year. I, I just need Which, a drink. You just haven't, you haven't heard about our festive holiday concoctions. Yeah, not too big on festive either. How about a really fun string of cranberry spritzer, hmm? Sound good? Or everybody loves our hot buttered gingerbread rum punch yeah ugh. Um, those do not sound good um, when I was a kid I used to like eggnog do you have any eggnog do I it's the dairy-free kind of course made from 
oat milk. All right, let me have an oat milk eggnog, a, a big one, please. And can you spike it with something strong? Ah, so you do want some holiday spirits. I guess that is, is one way to put it, yes. Here you go, that'll be nine fifty, please. All right, here, keep the change. No. Brian? Brian? Is that you? Huh? Oh, oh Stacy, hey! I thought that was you. Yeah, nice to see This you. is my friend Angie. Angie, this is my old friend Brian. Nice what, to meet you, it's been about nice to meet you. 20 Hi. years? Yeah. Are you still working for that Portland radio station? Uh, I was. I had a sports talk show, but, uh, well, you know radio these days. They automated the station and, and got rid of all the people. Oh, but how do you automate talk radio? Uh, by switching to smooth jazz, you know, the official soundtrack of the Root Canal. And yeah, so I... Oh, I'm know. so sorry. Uh, no, 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 don't be. Hey, at least they didn't go all Christmas music. Uh, actually, they did. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing, really. I, I needed to come back to Seattle anyway. So you're moving back? Uh, no, well, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, I'm coming home now because i got to help my dad. He and his girlfriend are moving to a new place, one of those assisted living centers or whatever they're called. I know how that goes. We did that with my mom a few years ago. It was rough. Uh, everything is rough with my dad. Angie, Brian's dad is a celebrity. The great Bill Mosberg. Bill Mossberg. You know, the three-wheel scooter guy, that crazy thing with the dock. Oh, the who? Oh, him? That's your dad? I see those commercials all the time. Wow, I just love how he drives the scooter right into the lake. It's hilarious. <sighs> That's my dad. The great Bill Mossberg. One of his old broadcasting buddies put that endorsement deal together for him, and, and they shot that commercial in one take. That was, that was a few years ago. Well, Angie's not here, not from here originally, Brian. She actually doesn't know about your dad's earlier career. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, oh, I no, no, didn't... no, no, no. It, really, the, the scooter commercial makes him feel like people still remember him, and, and that's good. I mean, the fact that someone like you knows who he is, that would really make his day. Bill Mosberg was the voice of the old Puget Propellers baseball team. Hocus pocus and the ball disappears. Wow, Stacy, I had no idea. I've driven past their old stadium, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's still there, but a little worse for wear. No baseball there for decades. Well, technically, Dad was one of the voices of the props, but that, that was a long time ago. Early 90s? Uh, no, he's only 86. No, I mean when he, when they, oh, oh, when oh, it... Oh, yeah, no, it, it was October 18th, 1992, when it all ended. That it, sounds ominous. Yeah. What happened? It was terrible. A real tragedy. Oh? Yeah, the short version is that he and his play-by-play -play guy... The one uh, and the... only Stiltz Murphy. Yes, wow. Very good. Stiltz Murphy. Stiltz uh, Murphy? What kind of name is that? Irish. <laughs> Anyhow, my, my dad and Stiltz got fired, uh, literally yanked off the air while they were broadcasting a props game on the radio. <laughs> and not just any game, it was the final game in the one and only championship series the props ever played in. What? Seattle's one and only chance at pro baseball glory. Wow. And they got fired with two outs in the top of the ninth and the Whoa. score tied. Wow. It was unbelievable. And why did they get fired like that? <laughs> well, that is a much 
longer story, and this train is going to be in Seattle pretty soon. And you've got that seriously huge drink to finish. What is that anyway? Eggnog? Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Dad is is a little bitter still, unfortunately. Last call for drinks. Last call for festive holiday drinks. Oh, Angie, we got to order something quickly. Listen, I'm sorry about your job, Brian, but it's so great to see you. Oh yeah, yeah, you too. And hey, wh what are you, you up to these days? I work in uh, project management for a tech company on the east side called Gentech Novaterra. Oh yeah, I, I, th I think I've heard of them. How do you like it? Well, the pay is pretty good, and... And? Well, I work with some nice people, like Angie here. Gentech Novaterra is one of Larry Mills' projects. Oh, okay, that's yeah. why it sounds familiar. Yeah, after he stepped down from running Microzon, he dabbled in a lot of random black box stuff, you know, Bigfoot, UFOs, anti-gravity. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Is it me, or is that guy just weird? Well, he does give a lot of money to local charities. Oh, he does. Well, then. Uh, so why are you two on this train anyway? Doing some research for Larry? Is he thinking of buying a railroad to go with his fleet of gyrocopters? Oh, no. We're just with a group of girlfriends a few cars back. We went to Portland for Christmas shopping. You know, beat the sales tax. Smart. Yeah, and with somebody else driving the train, it's like having a designated engineer. So we're having a little holiday cheer along the way, too, if you know what I mean. And ooh, it's so cold. Something to warm us up since it's gotten so cold today. You should come back and join us. Yeah. Or not. Yeah, well, I'm not much in the mood for parties at the moment, um, but it's, it's great to see you. And, and nice to meet you, Angie. It'd be great to maybe catch up while you're in town, Brian. Yeah, it would. All right. Um, well, I'm going to take my eggnog and, and head back to my seat. Bye. Bye-bye. Last call. Last call. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We should be arriving in Seattle in approximately 30 minutes. Temperature there is 35 degrees with a steady rain. Thank you for riding Amtrak while you still can. Well, it's the next morning, and Brian Mossberg is home. He's a guest in the house where he grew up on top of Queen Anne Hill with a great view of the city, Elliott Bay, Puget Sound. His dad, the legendary broadcaster Bill Mossberg, his dad lives there with his age-appropriate lady companion, Holly. It's a big house, dark wood shelves packed full of books, Walls of autographed photos of athletes, a mantle crowded with trophies, old microphones. This house feels like a private museum of sports and broadcasting, really, in Seattle, stretching from the early days of Bill's career in the 1950s to his ignominious on-air firing in 1992. Well, Bill's slowed down quite a bit lately, and the house and property taxes are getting to be a big much, so... He and Holly will be moving at the end of December to a much smaller apartment in the nearby Serenity Towers. You want some coffee, Brian? Oh, yes, please, Holly. Thank you. That sounds good. It might help with my eggnog headache. Bill, you want some? It is 
is a beautiful day here in Seattle as we all gather for a fine breakfast. Yes, indeed, steaming mugs of piping hot gold shield coffee, fresh eggs from our members of the Washington Poultry Council, and the finest lean country bacon you can come to count on. From Puget Sound area, pork producers. Yeah, Dad, do you, do you have to actually announce breakfast? What do you mean, son? What's wrong with painting some pictures of the world's typical American family sitting down to a traditional morning meal just as our ancestors did centuries ago? Okay, whatever. Yeah. Hocus mm. pocus, orange juice disappear. Pear, pear, pear. Come on, Brian, give your dad a break. There are other guys his age who can... Are you, are you okay, honey? They can barely speak, and I mean they can only speak a few syllables. It's good for him to be so engaged. Engaged? So, right. young Brian Mossback, what brings you to the late-season road trip to the picturesque city by the sound? Bill, honey, we, we talked about this last night. You know why I'm here, Dad. I'm going to help you and Holly get packed up and moved into your new place. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and I guess we're going to spend Christmas together, too. Yeah, the new apartment is very nice. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the old ballpark. And then after Christmas, I'm going to look for a job. I'll get that. You guys still have your landline? Bill insists on keeping it in case somebody important needs to reach him. Yeah, let's go ahead and open the phone lines and take your calls now. You can reach us right here in the studio by dialing Puget Props Fantastic Fan Line. That's 421-5476. Hello? Uh, yes. Yes, he is. Uh, I'll get him. See, Brian, the fans always want to talk to the great Bill Mossberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Uh, actually, it, it's for you, Brian. Oh. oh. Me? Oh. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Hello? Oh, oh hi, Stacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same phone number my whole life. Uh-huh, sure. Uh, today? Uh, uh, hang on. H Holly? Yeah? This is an old friend of mine that I bumped into on the train last night. Is it, is it okay if I take the car and go grab a cup of coffee with her? Oh, of course. Your father and I are just here all day sorting and packing. And, and then dinner tonight is going to be around 6. Packing? Packing? Great. Uh, Stacy, uh, I'll see you there at 10. Bye. The fans are really packing into the stands for what's sure to be a day filled with disposing of decades' worth of regrettable purchases. As a couple old-timers come to grips with the mounds of belongings that now only represent a lifetime of dashed hopes and broken dreams. Brian, on your way out, can you take a few boxes of the memorabilia with you and, you know, drop them off by Sam's? What? Boxes of memorabilia, my priceless, one-of-a-kind, irreplaceable artifacts, my career worth of treasures? Bill, you know there won't be room in the new place for all of that 
It's it's junk. 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 Dad, come on. You don't need that stuff anymore. Sam will get a good price for it. You'll make some money, and so will he. And that musty old stuff can go to a good home, you know, with those nutty people who really love that kind of junk. Okay, Brian is right, honey. Except for that last part, not helping, Brian. Wait, wait, wait. What about the Mossback Museum of Northwest Sports Broadcasting? I don't want to let the fans down... Again. Come on, Dad. With the internet, you don't need museums to look at old junk. Bah! All right. Well, I'm going to head out. I'll, I'll see you guys later. Bye. All right, Brian. You go ahead and you cart away my treasures. And then we'll be right back after this. Well, Brian wasn't expecting to hear from Stacy again so soon. They were friends in high school, then hadn't stayed in touch. But that morning, that morning at work on the east side of the office of Gentech Nova Terra, Stacy had mentioned Brian and Brian's father to her billionaire boss, an eccentric tycoon with a sentimental streak as wide as left field. And that's why Stacy was so eager to get together for coffee. Now, Brian, I told you Larry Mills is an odd guy. You yourself said he was weird, and you're right. But I think this is one of his best ideas, maybe since the Jetpack Volleyball League. Wait, a Stiltz Murphy and Bill Mossberg reunion on Christmas Eve? I know, it sounds crazy, but that's just how Larry thinks. Okay, so if I can convince my dad to end his 27-year feud with Stiltz, and you can get permission to get into the broadcast booth at Ellis Field on Christmas Eve, and we can somehow recruit a dozen old ball players willing to recreate the final out of the 92 championship game. Your billionaire boss will donate $100 million to local charities on Christmas Day? Yes, $100 million. I had no idea how much he loves your dad and stilts until I told him I bumped into you. He was a huge, huge Puget Props fan. Well, that makes sense. He's the right age and demographic, and he's nutty. And you know what? He says he would have bought the team and stopped them from moving if he'd had the money back then. Well, he could buy the whole league now. I think he sees this as a way to show people that, you know what? He's just like us. He's a regular guy. He's not just into the mad scientist stuff, you know? But it doesn't make sense to do anything related to baseball on Christmas Eve. The whole the holiday theme seems kind of shoehorned in there, like a bad cable TV movie or a terrible radio play, as if the author had run out of other more plausible premises for a story about Christmas. I mean, c couldn't we aim for doing the reunion in the spring? I, I asked the same thing myself. Larry says it has to happen on Christmas Eve, and they're going to carry it live on KLRRY, the radio station that he owns, of course. I don't get it. Well, you know what? It's a season of giving. Oh, oh, wait, I know, the holiday season and baseball season, that's it. Okay. All right. Anyway, it's not like I'm too busy to help. Right. And I think Sam Haney is probably where we should start. Sam Haney? Yeah, he's my dad's old broadcast engineer, the guy who, you know, produced all the games at home and on the road. I, I got to go see him anyway to drop off a bunch of my dad's old stuff. If you want to come with me? I'm sorry, I, I can't. Is it that late already? I have to be at the stadium in 15 minutes to meet with the operations folks about renting the place for Christmas Eve. Okay, well, you don't waste time, even with a crazy idea like that. Well, I, I of course, like that. you know, Christmas Eve is just two days from now. Well, that big Larry Mills checkbook must come in handy sometimes. All right, I'll, uh, I'll call you later. And make sure Sam knows. 
be kept secret. Larry doesn't like anyone to know what he's working on until it's a sure thing. When Bill Mossberg and Still Smurphy got fired with two outs in the final inning of the Puget Props, one of the only championship finals, Sam Haney, Sam lost his job too. And it wasn't long after that he opened the batter's box. It was a sports memorabilia store in a strip mall. And the internet and eBay had killed off most of his competitors. But Sam, with all those years of production experience and a Rolodex fat with the names and phone numbers of dozens of retired players. Sam used his store like a theater, really, presenting panel discussions and autograph sessions, eventually taping episodes of a uh, charmingly unsophisticated sports history podcast. It was in the batter's box where Brian Mossberg found Sam, standing in the fluorescent-lit shop behind one of the glass display cases with rookie cards, as Sam was leaning his elbows on the countertop as Brian explained Larry Mills' wacky idea. A reunion on Christmas Eve and a redo of that final out with Stilts and Bill calling the action? I know, it's really stupid. Stupid? I say hallelujah. It's about time. Okay, really? So, so you can help me recruit some ball players to suit up and, and be out there on the field? We probably only need them for about ten minutes. <laughs> no, 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 Brian. It can't just be some ball players. It has to be the actual guys who were there in 92. Otherwise, it's a fake. I mean, a complete waste of time. In the sports memorabilia biz, it's all about authenticity. Why bother with perpetrating a fraud? Sam, I mean, come on. Even Larry Mills hasn't gone that far. Who? The, have you ever talked to Stilts lately? Oh, yeah. Tried to get him on my podcast, Mudville Memories. <laughs> By the way... Have you subscribed yet? Given me five stars? Uh, no, I haven't. Does he still hate my dad? Hate your dad? I don't know. I think Stilts moved on. Never really loved the job the way your dad did, and you know, it's really easy to subscribe. Wait, really? Yeah, you just go to my sounds and you search for Mudville Memories. Okay, okay, okay. But, but, but what do you mean Stilts didn't love the job? Well, I think the Puget props were always going to be a stepping stone for Stilts to something more glamorous. Maybe the big leagues, TV, maybe even Hollywood. Huh. Don't think he even owns a radio, which is a really weird thing to say for a guy that old. Okay, well, look, I, I haven't even talked to my dad yet, but I think he'll be thrilled to have a chance to make things right, and I know he'll love the attention. But if Stilts is a Grinch about it... Well, we're just going to have to go and ask him. Go? Can't, can't you just call him? Nope. Got to be in person. He's old school. I'm old school. Okay. Tomorrow? Nope. Tonight. I guess you're right. I'll pick you up here at 7, uh, but i got to run, okay? All right, Brian. I'm going to start calling the guys from the 92 squad right now. Awesome. See you tonight. Oh, hey, Terry. You just get here? Yeah, I came to the back a couple of minutes ago. Who was that guy? That's Brian Mossberg. You know, Bill Mossberg's kid? Bill Mossberg, you mean... Hocus, hocus, and the ball disappears here. Yeah, 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 that's him, that guy. This kid brought in all this stuff to sell. You want to start pricing it? Could be some great last-minute Christmas gifts or stocking stuffers for the right customers. Yeah, sure, of course. So, were you guys talking about a Bill Stilts reunion? I know, crazy, right? Some kind of charity thing. When did they stop speaking to each other? Don't you remember? I wasn't born yet. Yeah, pretty complicated. You want to get these things priced? Okay, okay. The quiet, melancholy Christmas that 
Brian had expected to spend with his father and Holly. And then it quickly morphed into something quite different, and that wasn't a bad thing. Though he hadn't yet noticed the heaviness and sense of dread had miraculously evaporated to be replaced by the feeling that can only come from determined effort and a challenging yet rewarding task, as well as perhaps staying away from the spiked oatmeal eggnog. So that's it, Dad. You do the play-by-play for a single out of baseball on Christmas Eve, and local charities get the biggest contribution in Seattle history. Uh, This late in the meal, it suddenly becomes very clear we're going to need to bring in a new pitcher. Jeez, I don't know if I have the patience for this. Oh, Pookie, isn't that sweet? That's what he says when he wants me to refill his water glass. Oh, here you go, honey. Ah, what a relief. Okay, Dad, come on. What What do you think? What do you what do you think? What do you what do you think? What do you think? Honey? Yeah. Uh well, let's review the happy total, shall we? We've got one out, we've got one third of an inning, we've got two baseball broadcasters of twenty years of silence between them, and then we have hundreds of thousands of loyal yet disappearing Puget Propeller fans. And finally, this is perhaps the most important statistic we have. A total of one eccentric yet benignly generous billionaire. Yes, and all you have to do is bury the hatchet with stilts. Bury the hatchet with stilts? Okay, what do you say, honey? It sounds like a dream come true. I'm not sure it's that simple. I mean, I, for one, I am going to require an apology from my old broadcasting partner. Uh- Apology for what? Yeah, Dad, can't you just let bygones be bygones? When I think of the sacred American pastime and my role in sharing what I see in the green fields of the mines with thousands of unseen listeners out there on their porches and driving their trucks and their boats and maybe they're tying flies on a bench at their basement workshop, it makes me visualize something, something, something I visualize it. I visualize what? I... For me, it's like a, it's like a cross between the old minor league baseball park and yes, well, some sort of humble late season nativity scene. What? Oh, Holly, he's worse off than I thought. Uh. Now stay with me, folks. Stay with me here. In this seasonally appropriate metaphor, I'm going to construct. I see a. Modest dugout for the home team, of course, and it's a crude stable. The batter's box becomes a manger, and the hitter lovingly cradles its precious Louisville slugger and a red light. Yeah, that timeless, beautiful beacon of the darkness, flashing atop the top of the power, the tower of the radio station that's carrying the game. Well, children, we all, we all know the light is the star, and the star beckons all believers and true fans. Remember, fan is short for... Fanatic throughout the land. And the one who happens to be tuned into that frequency anywhere, I'll be joining one of our affiliate stations to the Puget Props Broadcast Network. Wow, Dad. That, uh, that is just, wow. That's, that's some remarkable stuff. You like that? I admit it. It's a, it's a bit of a stretch and perhaps even downright offensive to come, but the whole baseball Christmas Eve thing, part of the project needs some, some sort of Justification, you think? Yeah, actually, that part's been bugging me. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, the way I see it, you got to give credit to the listeners for being able to see through the phony stuff. They're smart. They're curious. 
That's why they tune in. That's why they put up with a losing team year after year after year after year. I mean, good radio is about eavesdropping on relationships. It's like listening in on people getting along in spite of their differences. It's fun to be around people who like each other. And then you don't mind the commercial breaks that go on and on and on. And you find yourself happily buying the products. I mean, isn't that what good radio is all about? Yes! Yes, and it's exactly what I tried to tell the program director in Portland before they decided to buy all that automation software. Okay, so Bill... Uh, will you instill? I mean, will you say you're sorry? I don't see why not. I honestly can't remember what it was that I got mad at him in the first place for anyway. Oh, oh, that's, that's probably Stacy. Uh, wish me luck. We're going to pick up Sam and go see Stilts. Well, Brian knew his dad would go along with the reunion, but he had no idea he'd be so enthusiastic. And when it came to Stilts Murphy... Brian wasn't sure what to expect as he rode with Stacy and Sam to Stilt's house. Now, one problem with the ballpark is that they have this holiday light and Christmas carol festival, and it uses most of the infield and the outfield this time of year. Christmas carols. The only thing worse than smooth jazz. I hear Bing Crosby going on about snow and sleigh rides, and all I can see is the recording studio in New York in July and a bunch of session guys smoking cigarettes and standing around in shorts and T-shirts. Okay, okay. We won't have any Christmas carols at the event. Maybe just someone on the pipe organ playing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. You know, I miss the days when all the old ballparks just sat empty in the off-season. Made opening days so much more exciting. Well, fortunately, the festival shuts down early on Christmas Eve, so they will be able to move all those decorations and the other equipment out of the way. We can open the gates at 7 and do the reunion at 8. Hey, did you have to tell the stadium people what it was for? Oh, I just said Larry Mills, and when they heard that name, they saw huge dollar signs, and that was enough. The longer this is kept under wraps, though, the better. Why? Don't we want people to know what's happening so they can show up or tune in? Larry is a very private person. This feels more personal than anything else that I've worked on him with him. Yeah, it's only a few days away. I'm sure we can keep it quiet. I got on the phone this afternoon and was able to reach six of the nine players from our team, and the guy was at the bat for the Tigers. They're all in. Sam, that is incredible. Well, you know, there really isn't much demand for old ball players this time of year, or really any time of year. What would you say that you needed them for? Well... Tried to be vague, but I did say they'd get paid. And it would be double what I usually charge for my autograph events at my store. And we do have a budget for that. Larry knows. Well, also I promised everybody a guest shot on an upcoming episode of my podcast, Mudville Memories. Have you guys subscribed yet? Okay, enough about your podcast. <laughs> are we well, almost there? Yeah, yeah, we are. You take a right here, then you take a left. Third one down, down on the right side. There. There? Yep. Yep, that's it. I'll just park in front. Yeah, right by the big plastic light-up snowman. Ah, come on. Careful. Careful, guys. Oh, man, it's getting really cold. Yeah, my dad had the TV on, and Dick Mallard said it could snow. Yeah, well, the steps look kind of icy. Uh, does, does Stilts have any idea why we're coming? Not exactly. Well, I hope you didn't mention your podcast. <laughs> Sammy! Hey, you stilts! Come on in. Come on in out of the cold. Bring your friends in with you. Thanks, stilts. This here's Stacy. Hi. And I think you might remember this guy. Mr. 
Though he's probably a lot shorter the last time you saw him. Well, Stacy, very nice to meet you. Nice uh, to hi, Mr. Murphy, remember me? I am Brian Mossberg, uh, Bill's son. Oh, Mossberg, huh? I, it's been a long time, but I have a lot of nice memories of you and my dad at the ballpark. Oh, yes, your dad. Let's, uh, let's sit down, shall we? Close that door, Sam, will you? I'm not paying to heat the outside. You bet. So I'll turn some uh, lights on here. It's just me here. So uh, generally keep the place pretty dark. A lot cheaper that way. Lovely home you have here, Mr. Murphy. Ah, you're too kind. I know it's a bit of a mess. Oh, no, not at all. It's well, really very nice. I, since my wife died, I haven't done all that much to take care of it. I don't entertain anymore. I never really did. Here, you can sit wherever you like. Just just uh, shove those papers out of the way, will you? And just uh, you. Sit over put, here. put those papers on the ground and just clear out a spot for yourself. Well, thanks for coming, letting us come over on such short notice, Stilts. All right. Well, what's this all about? Let's pause for station identification. This live broadcast of a very Cairo goodbye Christmas on 97.3 KIRO-FM. Coming to you from Town Hall on First Hill in Seattle. And back at Stiltz Murphy's cold little house, Stacy, Brian, and Sam have been telling Stiltz all about what Larry Miles has in mind for Christmas Eve. And so that's why we're here right now to see if you would be willing to help us do something truly amazing for this community. Mm. Yeah, we know it sounds crazy. I I wish there was some way that we could... It couldn't be any easier, Stiltz. Sam, you and I have known each other for, what, 50 years? At least. And that's why i got to be honest with you. I can't afford to do this. I'm too old. I'm too tired. Plus, nobody really cares anymore about this kind of ancient history. People have moved on. Oh, Stiltz, come on, man. Both. No, look... I know my dad hasn't moved on, and not a day goes by that he doesn't kick himself about what happened with you two. I'm sorry. I, I just can't do it. I, I need to focus on providing for myself. Larry Mills sure hasn't forgotten. Larry Mills. Guys like that who ruin this town with their out-of-control spending. But he supports a lot of charities. Well, I'm not a charity. I don't want to be held hostage by some tyrannical toddler moonlighting as a sentimental billionaire. Why can't he just give the money regardless of whether or not we dredge up some meaningless, trivial sports moment from 30 years ago? Oh, but it's going to be a great community event. Community. (laughs) Try paying your utility bill with community. Come on, stilts. Meaningless? Trivial? Well, that didn't bother you back in the old days. Of course, it's all meaningless and trivial. I mean, look, my wife died 10 years ago. Oh. You, You just can't give up. I'm sorry about your wife, Sam, and I... I didn't just give up. It took me years to get this way. But don't you know how lucky we were to get to play baseball and then to talk it about on on the radio for a living? It wasn't much of a living. And trust me, it was completely meaningless. Boy, if you ever come to my shop and meet my customers, you'd know that isn't true. All those nights away from home, the missed family dinners and those long road trips... I've sacrificed enough and have nothing to show for it. And let me assure you, I never want to meet your customers. Well, we actually made a difference in people's lives by giving them something to listen to, 
something to be distracted by, mm -hmm. helping people forget about their troubles for a couple hours on a summer evening. Mm -hmm. You call that meaningless? And, and, and you'd be surprised. Larry Mills and my dad aren't the only ones who haven't moved on. The Puget Props incident is still a huge yeah. deal around here. I seriously doubt that. No, really, Brian's right. Yeah, because as sad as it was, it made for a great story. And the fact you two never got to finish that last inning is like... Well, it's like how they never found D.B. Cooper. Oh, please. The story never ended. He's still out in the woods somewhere, and it's like you and my dad are still in the press box with two outs and the score tied. I'm sorry. I don't share your romantic view of the greatest professional disappointment of my life. I moved on, but I never let go of my dignity, and I'm not about to now. Oh, Mr. Murphy, please, please think of the children. They're going to have new life opportunities with all that money from Larry Mills. I had a child of my own once. And, well, I don't want to see any child suffering, especially at Christmas. But I'd like you all to go now and leave me in peace. Oh, Stilts, I'm sorry. I, I, I had no idea. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Sam. Come on, Sam. We should go. Yeah. Uh, very sorry to bother you, Mr. Murphy. That's all right. Oh, no. But, but wait a minute. If you change your mind, I we won't would be... be changing Please. my mind. Here, I'll get the door. Sticks a little. It, it's cold and damp in here. Here, let me get that. Let me try that. All right. See you, Stilts. And hey, one last thing. What is it? How would you feel about being a guest on my podcast? Tonight. Oh, my God. Well, it's a dejected trio that drives away from Stilts Murphy's house in silence. And meantime, at a hip pour-over coffee salon in the trendy Pike Pine neighborhood, Capitol Hill, Sam's part-time clerk, Terry, is telling her friend, Pat, telling her all about the reunion plans. It's totally retro. Get this. You won't believe it. These two old guys who nobody remembers, but who still hate each other because of some strange argument a million years ago, are going to have a reunion on Christmas Eve. And you say one of them is that old guy who does those scooter commercials with the dock and the lake? Man, that's beyond retro. That's like way ironic. Totally. And the whole thing is going to be on the radio. Not streaming, not, no, video. How retro is that? Just two old guys talking to each other on corny old radio. Whoa. Yeah. I guess you can get away with a lot of old-fashioned stuff at Christmas. I mean, that wouldn't work at other times of the year. Like what? I don't know, like Christmas music or Christmas pudding. Those don't work at other times of the year because they're Christmas things. Uh, okay. Whatever. Uh, what are these guys' names again? Stilts Murphy and Bill Mossberg. Focus up to the ball disappears! <laughs> now that is totally retro. <laughs> it's the next morning, December 23rd. The big reunion's supposed to be one day away. And in a corner office atop a building on the east side, Stacy delivers the bad news to Larry Mills. I am not one to give up, but Stilts Murphy is not interested at all in being part of this. It's not going to happen. You know, when we beta tested Searchmeister, nobody thought that little old Mike Razan from Backwoods and Backwater, Seattle, had any business launching a, a shopping-based browser. Or was it a browsing-based shopper? I can't remember. But did we let the naysayers stop us? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. 
Larry, please, save the mystical stuff for your next Wired magazine profile. We don't have time to get through all the nobody-thought-we-could-do-it lessons right now. I get it. Believe me, I get it. Okay, sorry, sorry. I've spent years cultivating this persona. Sometimes I get a little caught up in it myself. In fact, it reminds me of the time when little old Microzon, right here in Backwoods and Backwater, Seattle, built our very first amazing program. Oh, you've got to see this. What is it? Hi, Mr. Mills. Sorry to interrupt, but look at this blog post. Blog post? Blog post? Oh, that's like so retro. <laughs> Bizarre holiday baseball reunion to air live from Seattle yeah. on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Oh no, this is terrible. I know, I know, that's why I came running in, Stacy. But wait, how did it get out? I don't know, but it's on this blog called the Nostalgically Bitter Seattleite. Oh, I love that blog. As far as I can tell, it's written by somebody named Pat. Pat complains about a lot of Seattle traffic, the out-of-business restaurants that he or she misses, and that sickly, sentimental stuff like the viaduct, the Seattle Center gargoyles, and the Bon Marche Christmas star. Oh, how irritating. Oh, I love that stuff. Maybe I should buy that blog. Is it spreading already on social media? I'm afraid to look. Let's see here. Oh. Yeah, it is. Someone named Jane shared it and said, So much for midnight mass, I'm going to the ballpark. And then a guy named Bert says, Do you see what I see? Not going to miss this at 8 p.m. on Christmas Eve at Ellis Field. Hmm. This is terrible. It's actually a pretty good blog post. This, this Pat has got the basic details right about the events. And hey, look at this here. See, there are some... Some really good archival photos I haven't seen before. Wow, you're right. Hmm. And look, he's even got links to clips of Bill and Stilt's vintage audio and a link to some some awful-looking podcast called Mudville Memories. Oh, uh, and he's embedded video of, of Bill's hilarious Triclops scooter commercial. I love that commercial. Me too. So what do you want to do, Larry? Maybe I should... By the Triclops Scooter Company. Okay, Angie, let's figure this out. If Brian's seen this yet, I've already called him. He's going to meet us at Sam's shop in a half an hour. I'm sorry. It was Terry's fault. She was here yesterday and overheard Brian and me. And then she told Pat, the gal with that crazy blog. <sighs> But Terry didn't think Pat was going to write about it. She feels terrible, and she's really sorry. I don't know. I mean, it's actually a pretty good post. Yeah, and word was bound to get out. Angie and Brian are right. I mean, the event is tomorrow night. I think I've been working in Larry Mills' paranoid bomb shelter too long. And you know, Terry's a smart kid. I told her what Stilt said, and she thinks there's a little bit more to his story than he's letting on. Ah, uh, I don't know. My dad only ever saw him at the ballpark. They were, they were friends and everything, but it was like a working relationship. They didn't exactly socialize. She and Pat are going to do some research, she said, and I don't know what that means, but they're working at my desk upstairs. But without stilts, we're kind of stuck. Oh, wait, I just got a text from Larry. He says, move forward with what we've got, stilts or no stilts. Oh, my dad is not going to like that. But Sam got the whole team back together. Well, not everyone. I couldn't get O'Neill, the shortstop, on account he's dead, but I did get his nephew, hmm. and Brewster, our center fielder, he's out of the country. Hmm. But I got his attorney. His attorney? Oh, man. Well, maybe I won't mention that part to Dad. 
Time for a little hocus pocus of your own, perhaps? We also went ahead and created a web page with Larry's PR people. They're taking all kinds of calls and emails. It's going to be free admission, no tickets required, festival seating. The whole thing will probably take less than 10 minutes. Will there be free cocoa and marshmallows for everybody? No, the city insisted on having their official concession stands open, and they'll be selling the usual stuff at the usual prices. What about free parking? No can do. Larry owns the garage next door, and, well, he's counting on that revenue. Oh, man. Hey, Sam, I think we found something. What is it? What is it? You'll never believe it. Uh, Maybe she found Brewster's plumber. We were going through the newspaper archives, and Pat found this. We found it, like, together. Wow! That is unbelievable! It's all about, like, the keywords. Holy catfish! Give me that printout! I'm gonna go and talk to him myself right now. Did you have any idea about this, Larry? No, no, no. I'm not much of a details guy. You know, I, I get the big picture ideas, and then my team does all the real work. That's how a scrappy little startup like Mike Rizan was able to take on the world! Okay, all right, but, uh, but these documents may give us just what we need to get Stilts to participate. All right, then, and I, and I think your idea for the, shall we say, reallocation of funds makes perfect sense. Oh, good. Okay, but, but one more thing. Is there any way we could wait and do this whole thing closer to baseball season, maybe in the spring? No, no, I, I want to see it myself. Uh, of course. Well, I still can. I don't follow. Well, I uh, might not be here come spring. You what? I'm afraid I, I got some bad news recently. Oh, no. Yeah, I was just told a few days ago that, that for tax purposes, I, I have to relocate by December 31st to the Caribbean. Well, with Larry's approval and with some of the eccentric billionaire's money, Brian rushes off to meet with Stills to ask him uh, one more time if he'll join in the Christmas Eve festivities. In the meantime, Stacy and Angie have one last meeting to get one more critical piece in place. Right this way, please. You have about three minutes with the mayor, so please get right to the point. We will. Right, Angie? Oh, yes. We're not here to waste anyone's valuable time. Here we are. Mayor Wilson? Come in! Come in! Mayor Wilson, this is Stacy Reed and Angie McCarthy, who are here to see you on behalf of Larry Mills. Good morning, good morning. Please come in, have a seat. Hutchins, will you stay and take notes, please? Yes, sir. Thank you for making time to meet with us on such short notice, Mayor Wilson. Of course, of course. Anything for good old Larry. (laughs) I love your Christmas decorations. Oh, yes. This beautiful tree was a gift from Timber Products Association. Oh? And the festive twinkle lights are from the Electrician's Union. I see. And what about that cute little train set? It's only half put together. Yes, I know. It's a present from Sound Transit. Are you going... Are you going to finish it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We'll finish it eventually. Setting those things up always takes so much longer than everyone thinks. Now, um, about our meeting? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And how is Larry? I've been meaning to reach out and update that wonderful and generous member of our community about my plans for building the city of the future. 
I'm sure he would love that. Oh, and ask him about his plans, too, of course. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to, you know, put a price on civic engagement in these divided times when you have so few things to bring us together. <laughs> now, what can I help you with? Well, speaking of that, I know it's very short notice and it is a holiday, but we want you to serve as Master of Ceremonies to welcome thousands of local baseball fans to Ellis Field for tomorrow night's Stilts Murphy and Bill Mossberg reunion. What do you think? Bill Mossberg, the scooter guy? <laughs> yes, Hutchins, Bill Mossberg, the scooter guy. But also the hocus pocus in that whole Ball disappears, peers, peers, Yes, peers, that's peers, him. Peers. <laughs> yes, sir, I'm sorry, sir. And Stilts Murphy, that old cheapskate Stilts Murphy. <laughs> I thought those two hated each other. Well, that's why it's so special that they're going to get back together on Christmas Eve. Can we count on you? Oh, yes. Put it on my calendar right away, Hutchins. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mayor Wilson. Anything for Larry. And I'll be happy to greet those thousands of voters. I mean, thousands of citizens. And meanwhile, back atop Queen Anne Hill, Bill and Holly are nearly finished packing up boxes full of belongings from their huge home. Well, that just about wraps things up here at the Queen Anne Hill. It's been a good house, great view, plenty of rooms, and now it's time to go into a tiny little apartment with no yard and not much in the way of amenities. It's a bit like spring training at the next big downsizing when I'll have to move from the tiny apartment and fit myself into a smaller space. What are you talking well, about? I'm talking about the beautiful cherrywood casket, lovingly hand-built by the talented craftspeople at Eternity Solutions. Oh, Bill, I swear you are wearing me out. And that's why it is time for the seventh inning stretch. Everybody, sing it with me. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Okay. Oh, me some peanuts okay, and crackers. Probably for Brian again. Yeah, okay. I'll get it. Hello? Um, okay, may I tell him who's calling? Oh! Oh, yes, of course. Bill, it's Stilts. Stilts? Yeah. For me? Yes, for you. Good. I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. Oh, Bill, no! Okay, that won't oh, help. Just give me the phone. Ryan! Okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I still have a landline. <laughs> Same number for 60 years. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I don't get many calls on it. No. No, I don't have any idea what a wireless plan costs. Listen, you listen to me, stilts. Hey, hey, where did you get off? You gave my boy Brian a hard time. That's what I'm talking about. He what? For, for what? He... He did the same guy. I don't believe it. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I do believe it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will, I will. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Listen. Hey, I'll see you then. Okay. What is it? What did he say? Start talking. He says he's gonna be there. He's gonna be there tomorrow night. 
Oh, Bill, this is such good news. Oh, no, I am so glad I kept that landline. <laughs> Come on now, did you really think there was any way that Stilts Murphy wouldn't be a part of the, the big reunion in a Christmas radio play? Well, thanks to whatever Brian and Larry worked out, all the pieces are in place for the big Christmas Eve ballpark reunion. Late on the night before, it's a happy gathering for Brian, Stacy, Angie, and Sam to go over the final details. Brian, how did you get Stilts to change his mind? He wants it to be a surprise. If you weren't so slammed to pull together all other details, I think this mysteriousness would just irritate me. Yeah, I know, I, I promised. You know how personal this is for him? Fine. Angie, let's go over that checklist one more time. Okay. Sam, you have all the players? Yep. And one attorney. And all the equipment you need for the broadcast? Check. Okay. All right, what about tickets? Food? Yeah. Christmas Eve dawned gray and cloudy with an icy chill in the air, so... When the snow began to fall late that afternoon, nobody was too surprised, especially anybody that heard Dick Mallard's forecast. And maybe it was the icy and snowy streets that kept most people away from Ellis Field for the big reunion that evening. By 8 o'clock, a good half foot had fallen, and the city had come to a grinding Christmas Eve halt. Worst of all, in that crowd of just a few dozen people who did show up, probably half were there for the holiday lights, had no idea who Stills Murphy or Bill Mossberg were. On the bright side, a dozen kids who were disappointed about the light show, they were thrilled to see that old scooter guy in person and enjoy a $5 styrofoam cup of lukewarm, watery hot cocoa. <laughs> Meantime, the ratings would later show that like this radio play, at least a few thousand people were tuned in to the festive event. It was carried live on Larry Mills' radio station. Anybody who tuned in heard Mayor Wilson giving the introductory remarks. And so, once again, thank you to that great civic leader, Larry Mills, for making all of this possible and for contributing millions of dollars to some terrific local causes as we work together to build the city of the future. It is with great pleasure that I now welcome the Puget Props broadcasting team of Stilts Murphy and Bill Mossberg. Well, thank you, Mayor Howard Wilson and the dozens of you here at Ellis Field. In case you're just joining us, where have you been for the last 27 years? Well, I'm Bill Mossberg. And I'm still Smurfy. We've got some business to take care of here. Top of the ninth, Game 7 of the Championship Series. And as you remember, there are two outs. The props and the Tigers are tied at two apiece. The props are out on the field playing defense, but have never been able to quite tell uh, with all that snow that's falling. But, uh, and it looks okay. like uh, another batch of the white stuff starting to come down. Yeah, that it does, my friend, and it does, and it, it comes at a crucial junction. That's right, Bill. So if the props can hold the Tigers scoreless here, that'll mean uh, another chance for our hometown boys to finally win this seventh and deciding game of the Pacific League Championship. Yeah, batting now for the Tigers as well. It's supposed to be Juan Ramirez, but I can't 
Can't read the number on his name. He's got a park on the uniform. But let's go ahead and assume it's Ramirez. And here comes Jackson's first pitch. It's high outside ball one. The left-hander, Ramirez, stepping out of the box, takes the sign. What would you guess, Bill? Is it the parka, or do you think Ramirez has put on, what, 80 pounds since 92? I'd say about spot on on that one still. So it's just, it's only average about three pounds a year. Jackson's second pitch, low in the dirt. That's two, you know. And count on a well-fed Ramirez. And when it comes to mealtime, Jackson's no slouch himself. After 26 off-seasons, he's clocking in about 60 pounds higher, according to the numbers compiled by our producer-engineer, Sam Haney. And here's 2-0 to Ramirez, and it's in for, well... I'm not sure if it's in for The snow is now coming down. It's pretty thick. I think I heard the umpire call a strike. And I don't think we actually have an umpire. But it's a strike, and it's a a two-and-one count. Two-and-one the count. This is where it all ended 27 years ago. That's right. Still, that's right. It's all because you thought we took a commercial break when the props went to the bullpen to get a reliever. A perfectly innocent broadcasting mistake. Except then you went on an ex- uh, expletive-filled tirade about the props being the worst team in baseball history. And let's not forget that you agreed with me and blamed it all on the owner of the team and then used just as many expletives as you described his wife, his daughter, and his son-in-law. Uh, yes, and the owner, uh, sitting in his private box just a few steps away, fired us both right there on the spot. And forfeited the game. And the very next day moved the team, his family, the headquarters of his bank, and hundreds of jobs to Oklahoma City. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Oh, hang on, Stilts. Producer Engineer Sam Haney is trying to get our attention. What is it, Sam? Sorry to interrupt, guys, but we're in a whiteout here at Ellis Field. The snow's coming down so hard right now, and the wind has really picked up. Uh-oh. Holy smokes. Does not look good. I don't think there's any way this game can continue. The ump wants to call it. He's lost the ball in the snow. Goodbye, baseball. (laughs) Look for yourself. You can't even see home plate. He's right. Holy smokes. I'll be honest, fellas. My prescription's a little weak, but I really couldn't see it before. In case you haven't noticed, there aren't any teams left. My guys have already headed to the locker room. Well, folks, isn't that just about how life always turns out? It's never quite exactly how you hoped, and then old Mother Nature comes along and throws you a curve or a slider. I think a wise philosopher once said... You can never go home plate again. It's not whether you win or lose, but it's how you play the game of life. Amen. You are crushing cliches out of the park, partner. So that's going to do it for us tonight, folks. Our special recreation here on Christmas Eve. The final score at Ellis Field in Seattle remains as it has for more than 27 years. Uh, Puget Propellers 2 and the Tigers 2. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or account of this game without the express written consent of Larry Mills is prohibited. We'll see you at spring training, everybody. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. It's called Mudville Memories. Sam, I might literally strangle you. You've been listening to Bill and Stilt's Holiday Reunion live from Ellis Field. Now let's get right back into some smooth jazz Christmas classics on this snowy December 24th. Time to cuddle up under the mistletoe with Franklin High School's KG. Yeah, it didn't take long for the 
handful of fans to empty the chilly and windswept old ballpark. And less than an hour later, everybody was gathered at Bill and Holly's house for what they thought would be the last Christmas Eve the family would ever celebrate there. Okay, okay, okay. I just want to say a few words before it gets too late. Speech. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say thanks and that this was really weird. But Larry loved it. He absolutely loved it. I told, uh, I, I, he told me that and uh, it's going to be doing some work together soon. What, what do you mean? Well, well, me too. Thanks to Brian. Brian? We had to uh, make, a, make a deal to get stilts and so I made one for dad too. What kind of deal? Well, Larry is going to buy this house and uh, turn it into a sports broadcasting museum so I can live here till I die. And the mayor promises to take care of any zoning troubles. And Larry bought the Triclops Mobility Scooter Company. And they're going to shoot a new commercial with Bill. And with me. And I can pay off my debts and stay in my house. What about you, Brian? Did Larry offer you a job at KLRRY? Uh, he did. But come on, radio, are you kidding me? You want to help with my podcast? Larry bought that, too. You know, as we bid good night, partner, there's one thing better than patching things up with you after all these oh, years. Oh, you mean being back in the ballpark and connecting with the fans. No, it's all the attention. This is going to drive up the price of all that junk I'm going to drop off at Sam's shop. Ah. Okay, but honey, aren't you going to need that junk for your new museum? Oh, yeah. Hey, look how much snow is coming down now. Oh, you can't even see the space needle. Hocus Pocus and the city disappears. Piers, 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 piers. And that's it from Town Hall. Good night, everybody. KIROFM, Tacoma, Seattle. President Trump just leveled against him. As correspondent Natalie Brand reports, that sets up a vote in the committee sometime Thursday. The substance of them is not expected to change greatly. I think we're going to see a lot of political fireworks on display once again as Democrats and Republicans have their final say. This process is expected to continue into Thursday morning. The articles include abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. At a rally tonight in Pennsylvania, President Trump mocked the process and said it will lead to his reelection. The United States, Mexico, and Canada signed a deal to finalize their new trade agreement, paving the way to ratification after more than two years of negotiating. The final deal will replace the 19... 19- I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.